Good afternoon, good evening, good day, good Tuesday, because we know some of you are already on Tuesday. This is Dr. Corliss P. Bennett, and you're listening to Mindful Mondays on Intentional Talk Radio Network. I hope that you are doing well and that you um, had a great weekend. Oh, look at this hair. <laughs> I um, Boy, it's been, it's been an interesting January for me. Um, I mentioned before that I ended up with COVID and I went on Monday, January 10th to test. I tested positive and didn't know that I was actually having symptoms um, Thursday before, three days before when I couldn't <laughs> get this, um, Dr. Sobers. I was in Bath and Body Works on Thursday before whatever that date was, the 6th. And, you know, they had a sale. And so I'm going around and I'm trying to find me a new scent, right? I always try to hook up a new scent. I'm smelling the scents and I could barely smell them. It was like so faint. And I'm thinking, of course, there's nothing wrong with me, right? I'm thinking they are really cheapening the the scents, you know, having these folks buy these scents, (laughs) having these folks buy these scents and they're not even strong. They're not even you know, powerful. So I'm going around the store and I'm smelling, I'm spraying. I go to the sink, I'm washing my arm. I'm sp- and it's just like nothing to, nothing really stood out to me. So I left. So that was Thursday. Then on actually on Monday, when I went to go test, I also had a, a, um, a taste for Roscoe's chicken and waffles. So I get to Roscoe's chicken and waffles. <laughs> and so she brings my plate, right. And I, you know, prepare my waffle with the butter and the syrup and I cut into it, you know, with my, with my fork. And when I taste it, it tasted like dough. And I'm like, I said, okay, I know I haven't been here in a while, but I know what Roscoe's is supposed to taste like, right? (laughs) So I called the waitress over. I said, did you guys change the recipe? Again, it's not me, right? It can't be me, right? So, so I changed so she goes, no, ma'am, everything is the same. I said, she said, well, I'll bring you out another waffle. So she brought me out another waffle. I'm, I said, you know what? I don't know what's going on. And then the chicken, I, I, I was hungry. So I ate one of the drumsticks because I was hungry, but I couldn't taste like the flavor of the seasoning. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I'm going through this, like, and I'm starting to look stressed out. And she was looking at me like poor baby. So I was like, I don't know what's going on. I can't taste any of this. She was like, you know what, ma'am? I'm just going to take it off your check. Just go ahead and pay for your grits and your orange juice and have a good day. So I get home again, not thinking anything. They send the, they send the result via text at 2 a.m. I woke up at 5 a.m. So I didn't get it till five. And when I saw it was like positive, I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I have COVID. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm just sitting there like looking at the phone like it's going to change or something, right? So I look up, you know, symptoms for COVID. And one of the symptoms was loss of taste and smell. And I just started cracking up. I said, oh my God, that woman must think I am crazy because I couldn't taste the waffle. So I said, when I get all, I'm I'm better now, but I'm going to go back over there and hopefully find that waitress and say, I hope that you protect yourself because the reason why I couldn't taste it is because I had COVID. So anyway, I I just want to start the show off the show, the podcast, by saying, please, 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 this COVID is no joke. You're going to get it. It's just a matter of time. 
because it spreads like a cold. Now, depending on the symptoms that you might have may be different from others. My symptoms was loss of taste, smell, diarrhea, when I ate at least. And then the fatigue is the worst. I mean, when I tell you just to lift my head, just to like sit up to go to the restroom took all the might in the world. It, that fatigue piece is just, it just controls your body. And it's just like, you're like, you're moving like real slow, like trying to get up out the bed so you can go to the restroom or go heat up some food. Um, luckily, some of my, a couple of my sorority sisters brought some food by so that I could just heat it up and, and eat. But I'm going to tell you something, that fatigue is no joke. And when I tell you I slept and slept, I probably needed the rest too, but I slept and slept and slept and um, that was a mild, a milder situation. There have been people, matter of fact, <laughs> I've had a rough weekend. I've had just learned of two people that died. One person was a friend of mine. I didn't know that he had died. I just found out that he died, but he died back in July and it still upset me just like it was yesterday. But there was one that died on Friday morning, Friday during the day, they found him. Um, Hakeem Mendez, um, we went to middle school together. Well, the school was K-8, Lutheran school, K-8. So I, I, I got there in my seventh grade. I think he was, he's three years. So Kathy was fourth. So he was in the third grade, but I still know who he was. And my sister knew who he was because he was a year under her. And he had COVID. Supposedly somebody saw him on Thursday and they felt that he felt, they felt that he looked better or that he felt better. And he was dead the next day, just like that. Now, he was also one, and you can take this however way you want to, whatever, get your own podcast. He was one that did not believe in vaccinations. That's all I have to say. He did not believe in vaccinations. He is dead. And it's it's, it's so hurtful because... You know, we, we've been getting vaccinations all our lives for those who get them. Like, you have to get vaccinations to get into kindergarten. You, you know, you get the flu shot, you know, what, whatever it is. Like, as a kid, like, we've done this forever. And I understand, trust me, I understand when it comes to this COVID. Because my thing was, I didn't get it right away. I was like, I want to see what's going on and see what's happening before I jump in it. So I didn't get mine until April 2021. Right, because it was, yeah. So I got my first one in April, my second one in May, my booster in December, because it's a six month, I guess, thing. But I wasn't in a rush because I just was like, okay, I I believe in them, but I just want to see what's going on first. But all I can say to you is, I guess it's going to take you to lose a close friend or a family member for you to realize that at least the vaccination is not going to keep you from getting COVID. It's going to keep you from dying from COVID. And of course, there's going to be these, like, well, Corliss, there's 2%. They say, oh, yeah, huh. okay, I want to hear about all that, the 2%. The vaccination keeps you from dying from COVID. It does not keep you from getting it. I had the vax. I had the booster. I got it. It's over. And I, this is like my second or third day up and about. I'm moving real slow but I'm, I'm good. I feel good. I, I, I should look better than I did last time I was on the air. I probably was looking pitiful, but it's just, it's very important that as you start to think about your health 
and the health of the people around you. If you don't want to get the vaccination, here's a quote, stay your ass at home. Is that, is that pretty good, Colette? Is that, is that a good? Okay, Colette's giving me the up and down yes. Yeah, like, I feel the same way. Keep don't go your, out and play. your ass, yes. Yeah. Stay, get in your capsule and stay there. Or go to Uranus, whichever comes first. Stay your ass at home and yeah. be at home, non-vaccinated. Watch TV, yeah. get your Google account. You need my password? I'll give you my password to Hulu. You need Netflix? What you need? Yeah. Uh, Disney? What you need? I got you. But my stay daughter. your ass at home. Yeah, my daughter and I, my daughter, me, and Bailey had it all at the same time. Mm. And I had to stay in my room. They stayed in the living room. And Andre, Andriana was really, she was really, really, she was really, yeah. And she had to take Bailey to ER Yeah, at 21 degrees Ooh. at midnight. 21 degrees. How old is Bailey? 10. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. And Bailey had a fever of, it kept, it kept going up and down. I think it got to 102, something like that. And it finally broke. And she couldn't lift her head for three Right. Days. No, you can't. You can't. She could not lift her head for three days. Yeah. So needless to say, she has to wait 90 days, but she is going to get vaccinated. Right. It's just so important. I just, I, you know, and in order for us to get to, it will not get to herd immunity. We will not get to herd immunity, but we can get to a place where the pandemic is over. And what they're calling that is the endemic. So I read that the endemic is is on the horizon, but things are still bad. But it's not going to, it's not going to stop until everybody I mean, yeah, until everybody decides we all have to work in the same direction. I just everybody that's had an issue is now dead. Like anybody that's like been on the air. Like I think it was one woman. uh, She was talking about it, talking about it. She just died like last week. My mom called me and asked me, did I know Um, she was like really like anti-vaccination and it, it doesn't make sense. And, and it's just, I don't know. I, this is not what the show is about today, but I just, because I lost my friend and I f- knew, I heard that he was not a vaccine. He was not into the vaccination. He has two girls. He was not into it. And now he's dead. And I just don't understand. I, I just, I don't know what it's going to take, you know, for people to understand that this is, this is no joke. And, it, and it's going to take a while before it goes away. It's, it, I mean, you can catch it like a cold. I went to my cousin's house, not knowing he, 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 he was, it was all, you know, COVID ready. <laughs> I didn't know. He didn't know. But after I left the next day, he had a sore throat the next day, but he, he's an essential worker. And it was just a, his time because so many people on his job had it and his whole household had it. And he called me and was like, oh, by the way, cousin, we all had COVID. You might want to go get tested. I was like, uh-huh. oh, and I, I, I went to my sisters and I retraced my steps. I went to my sisters. I went to the store and that was it because I, since th- all this began, I'm very, very careful about where I go. Right. I only go to the essential places. I'm right. not going out and doing all, I'm not doing it because too many crazy people out there. So I had to go through the steps, retrace my steps. And I had a cold. I thought I just had a cold and 
Kenny brought a, a uh, test. Sure enough, I tested positive. Wow. However, however, I tested positive. My kids tested negative, but they certainly had it. Right. They well, certainly they had it. got it for sure. Well, they Thank got you. it with and, and they tested negative, but we knew they had it. So it was a false negative and a false positive. But I had I didn't have all the symptoms. Right. You, and you're not necessarily mild symptoms. Get them, yeah. right. You're not necessarily there's a list and you may not get yeah. one or two or three. Right. But right. What you will get is that fatigue. Yeah, I did get that, fatigue. That yeah. fatigue is no joke. That, so anyway, that, I didn't want to didn't want to. <clears throat> <clears throat> and then this lingering cough that comes up out of yeah out the of- cough is lingering yeah the cough but, is um but yeah I just wanted to throw that out there because I just found out yesterday about my friend and it is still fresh in my mind and in my heart and in my soul that and knowing that he wasn't really a vaccination person and he's not here to talk about it either and it's just I just it's just too much so Anyway, my whole family is, um, you know, all of us have, you know, my mom, we go see my mom, you know, so it's just all I can say is to you, the listener, think about what you're doing when you don't do it. And if you don't do it, stay at home. Don't go out. Don't go outside. Don't go outside and play. You know, don't do anything. Just stay away from the rest of us. Yeah. And think about what you're what you're not doing. Right. Just okay. Stay in the corner. Yeah. Stay away from people. Stay yeah. away from people. And I don't think that those people who have not been vaccinated and they believe the silly theories, I don't believe that they should be treated differently. However, I don't believe that they are going to be given opportunity when they could be a carrier and they don't care about other people. Right. And that's what's sad. So anyway, we, I just wanted to, to hit you guys with that at the beginning because, you know, with, with Mindful Mondays, it's just really about being mindful about your feelings, your hurt. And so I, I am feeling very saddened to get two people die like within, you know, or hear about and or happen within 24 hours. And it was just, that was just too much for me to really just, oh, yeah. So, so anyway, um, on a reverse note, so as you know, and if you've been listening, Mindful Mondays, I started, I'm starting the year and I have a theme for the year. And the theme is really looking at renewing a view of ourselves in 22. Renew a view for ourselves in 2022. And um, just reading off the promo, let's start the year off with a positive view of ourselves. You know, we constantly are, oh, we're too fat. Oh, God, I missed this shirt. Oh, I don't think this is right. Oh, this, that, and the other. And um, we are, we're spending too much time on the negativity. We're spending too much time on um, just everything that's wrong. And the piece is we need to start thinking about positive things because the more we think about positive things, the more our attitude changes, the more our facial expressions change, the more our tone, the more uh, the things that we do. And, 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 and really, and, and it's really something because when you have positivity in your mind, everything else just kind of flows. And those things that come at you negative, you say, oh, okay, thank you. And then you move on. And, or move away from that person or move away from that situation. So the key that's really funny, that what would happen 
if we focused on everything that was right instead of looking at weaknesses. And so we have been working with Dr. Sobers, who is a um, specialist with the Clifton Strengths um, Positivity Tools, Positive Psychology. And she does presentations all over the United States and the world. I don't know if you've been out. The, have you been out the country? You have? Yes. Where'd you go? Barbados. Oh, my God. You go. Okay. So she worldwide, y'all. Worldwide. WW Worldwide. And she does um, a, a lot of what we've been doing on on our on this month. And, it, and I, felt, I found it very important for us to start off Mindful Mondays in 2022 with a positive view of ourselves. And so she has um, been working with us to help us to learn about our strengths. Now, again, there are several tests out there, different ones that talk about your strengths. This is not the end all be all. So I don't want you to think this one you must do, but this is the one that we're doing for the purposes of this show, this podcast, I keep saying show, this podcast. And so, um, if, if you would just give us a little bit of an explanation, because we get new listeners, uh, tell us about what the Cliff, Clifton Strengths tool and maybe how it differs from the other, or just give us a little briefness on it, and then we'll jump right into what you want for today. Yes. Hello, hello, everyone. Again, this is Dr. Shauna Sobers talking about positive psychology and really asking the question, what if we focused on what was right rather than what was wrong. So when we talk about this idea of strengths, we're really defining strengths as those activities for which you can provide consistent, near-perfect performance. And that's comprised of your skills, your knowledge, your talent, When you can consistently provide near-perfect performance, you have mastered a strength. When you take the Clifton strengths, though, it's just the beginning of discovering what those strengths are rather than the end. Check, you know, put it on the shelf, done. When you get your results, you're actually discovering your talent what you have the potential to be good at. And talent is the natural way that you do one of three things, the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you behave. And so anytime you're interacting with someone, they're probably reacting, thinking about something or feeling some sort of way about something. It's naturally going to happen. You can't stop it. It's innate. Those are your talents. That's what the assessment is giving you some language around what you naturally do, what your patterns are. And then as you develop and learn more and explore and intentionally try to use those talents, that's when you get to strength. So there's a formula, there's an equation of strengths multiplied, or excuse me, of talent multiplied by investment that will get you to strength. So the talent is what you might get from the Clifton Strengths assessment, from the VIVA assessment, from the standout, from the play with play to your, your strengths, um, et cetera, positive psychology based things. Or as we've been talking about on other um, episodes, 
you can look for clues of what activities um, are, are where your talents are. And there was five, right? And so we, we have the five E's that we might look for if we don't want to take the assessment. And Clifton Strengths that we've been talking about is $20. And you can get it through Gallup or through me, strengths at shamatisobers.com. And I can give you that, that code and we can work on coaching. Um, but the five E's is enthusiasm. Like what are those activities that you're drawn to, that you're attracted to, um, that, you know, you want to do one activity over another activity? What are, what's, what gets you enthused, enthused, enthusiastic? So that's one E. The second E is ease. What activities do you execute naturally, but it might be difficult for you to explain how to do it to someone else, to break it down into steps because you do it with such ease. It comes so naturally to you that it's, it's difficult for you to explain it to someone. You're like, you just do it. So enthusiasm and ease. Third E, excellence. So what's that thing that you might be known for? For me, it might be strengths or dance or leadership development, or resilience. I have a couple of excellent things that, um, that I've been working on and developing over 18 years, right? But what are those things that other people tell you, hey, you're pretty good at that? What's that excellence for you? So enthusiasm, ease, excellence. Fourth one, energy. What can you not wait to get back to doing? Or when you're feeling like in a slum and you do this thing that all of a sudden you're like, yes, I have, where did that energy come from? I don't even know. I'm so focused. I'm in the zone. I'm in flow. All of those things with that energy. So we have enthusiasm. We have ease. We have excellence. We have energy. And then the fifth E is enjoyment. And you can't wait to do that again. So if you don't want to take the, the assessment, the Clifton Strengths, um, or the VIVA, or the Standout, or whatever the case may be, you can check out those five E's, kind of pay attention to when, what brings you joy, and when you have energy, and what you're drawn to, and all of those things, and pay attention to what doesn't fill your bucket, or what drains you, what weakens you, what turns you off, what is requires extra focus for you to be able to do that thing. And I want to make a note here, talent or strength is different from competence. Hmm. I can be good at doing something. I can be competent in a skill area that I've worked on doing and yet that not be my natural gifted given talent. And that's often confusing to people. They're like, well, everyone, you know, this is what's needed. So this is what I do, but it's like draining you. So you're not going to be able to grow as exponentially in that potential, in that particular area. Not saying that you can't get a little bit better, but you're probably going to go from crappy to mediocre or mediocre to good, but you're not going to get to excellent, that near perfect, consistent performance an excellence that a strength would get to because you're going to see that exponential growth in that area. So a couple of um, things that we also talked about here is that your um, talent is a multiplier, right? Talent times 
investment equals strength, that you're going to exponentially grow in areas of talent rather than if you focus on your weakness. As you grow, you're going to become more of who you already are. So it's something that you can already be paying attention to even from childhood. If you think back, and we can do this with you, Corliss, but if you think back when you when you like kind of get a handle on what are these talents, you've been doing it all your life. You may be repressing it because you might have gotten teased or it might not be congruent with your the culture that you grew up in. Um, and so people might say, oh, you're bossy. That's a barrier label to a potential talent, which is, you know, having that presence or being able to know what to do in a crisis or those sort of things, which might be command. Um, and so you might've gotten a label that made it seem like a weakness. Now, all 34 talents that the Clifton Strengths assesses, they are value neutral. They're not good. They're not bad. They are. Now, what you do with them, <laughs> and if, you, if it hinders you or hinders someone else, then that could potentially be a weakness, certainly. And now that awareness of that talent and that uh, of that potential shadow side or where it can trip you up or where you can overuse it, where then it doesn't help you or doesn't help someone else, that could be a weakness. And that might be an area where you want to pay attention to and work on that. And I think that's an important place for a lot of folks who, um, once they begin to think about the world differently and from this strengths-based lens, they begin to recognize, you know, where are those things that trip you up and how can I manage them? How can I have a name for them to be able to talk about it, to be able to intentionally use it or not use it, to be able to help other people manage and recognize what I'm bringing to the table rather than seeing it as something that's frustrating how can I learn how to better work with other people who think, feel, or act differently than I do in a workplace setting or on a, on a team, having this knowledge and this framework and some language to talk about these things that we do well can help us with conflict management, can help us with learning about diverse way of thought, and it helps us appreciate what we have naturally that we might dismiss and think that everyone does it that way. And everyone has the ease that we do right. when come to find out, oh, wow, this is something that's unique and special and only I'm able to bring to the table. Right. Interesting. Okay. So today so just, yeah, reacting to all of that, that I just shared, cause I was just, that was a lot of stuff, a lot of info. What are some of the, you know, just things that that strike you from even just that philosophy and that um, of the tool. So, and that's including the ease as well, right? Yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So what I like about the ease, it makes it, it makes it easier to kind of fall into place, you know, because I know with the Clifton strengths and again, as a manager on your job, you know, that's very, so let me back up. The Clifton strengths are very, very um, helpful, especially if you are a manager um, on your on your job, and mm-hmm. you have to 
this is one tool to learn about your staff. And they have so many different things about how the pairings happen and how to work with your staff when you have a staff that's this, 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 and this, or a, one person on the staff that's this particular way. And so once you once they've taken the test and you've taken the time to kind of go through it, then you go, okay, this person needs to see things um, visually, you know, not and, and I mean, you, like I said, you'll you'll when when you when you use this this or any other type of program it will help you to to learn your staff in a different way so that you can better um, you can better um, be their boss in the sense of being someone that's going to be helpful that's going to bring them forward bring them to themselves whatever that looks like and then when 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 you look at these e's the five e's which really just quickly makes you i mean you're easy to think about what are you enthusiastic about and, and then you go, well, yeah, I like doing that. Well, then how come I don't do that that much? Well, you know, right? I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what I'm assuming that that's what happens when you go through like, okay, what am I enthusiastic about? What, what do I have that's easy? What's e- what's my what's my thing that's easy? Talking, you know, doing presentations, um, meeting people. Um, 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 I would say something that, that it, that's easy for me is, like I said, to go to a stranger and say hello and, you know, make them make others feel comfortable, especially when you're in a room of a bunch of different people. And it's a professional development conference and 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 everybody you can tell who's kind of the shy ones and who, who's just like, OK, I'm here, but I don't really want to be here. But I, I mean, I need to be here, but I just oh, I just don't think I'm this is going to work for me. You can just look at the different uh, folks in their in their aura and how they their stance. And so for me, I, I usually can spot those kind of people and I walk up and say, hey, how you doing? And I'll start a conversation. And I'm doing that to make them feel at ease, even though ease is the word, make them feel at ease and then bring them into the fold with everyone because maybe they're over to the side and say, hey, come over here. Why don't, why don't you get some juice and coffee or donuts or whatever? And let me introduce you to some people. You're from you know, Wisconsin. I know somebody, there's another girl in here from Wisconsin. And so I, I think one of the things that I know that I do easy is just connecting people and making people feel good. Um, 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 yeah, so I would, I would say that would be my ease. Um, and then I'll skip excellence and go to energy. And I think uh, ease and energy kind of come together because <laughs> I use my energy to help people to feel comfortable, um, to give folks, um, uh, yeah, make people feel comfortable in, in, the, in the space that is, you know, the workplace or the conference. Um, um, you know, I know how to work the room. Like, come on, everybody, let's come on over here. Let's do this. And, and, and so... Definitely, I, I definitely know that my where my energy um, is, and I use that to to help um, to help others as well as just just because I just have a lot of energy um, and enthusiasm, um, and then enjoyable. I mean, I don't know, it's it's a lot of things, but I, those are the things that just come off the top of my head when I think about the workplace and when I think about when I go to conferences. And, you know, when um, people put me in charge of working the room or whatever, um, just just knowing that people feel kind of to themselves and then what what you know what I can do to at least help them feel like they belong or um, belong, you know, 
in the in the area in the spot in the place so i don't know if that makes sense and you and you're and you're smiling and you're shaking your head because i don't know if, if everything am i saying is that correct <laughs> it's awesome of course it's correct because you know you so if you're talking about you then absolutely so that's something else too this assessment is a tool it's not a predictor it's not a prescription it's not uh you know some future teller it is a tool to give you language, but you know you best. So if something doesn't resonate with you, then cross it off, don't use it. But if something does, then great. That's gonna be something that, that you can use and that will help you develop even more. And so absolutely, you know yourself best and you already have within you everything that you need to do what you wanna do and what you were made to do. And that to me is just like beautiful and profound. But yes, I was shaking my head and smiling because I can see the alignments already from what you're sharing to your top five. So let's share with, with your audience, your top five is empathy. And for right now, we're just going to say the words and then we'll go back and describe them. So empathy, woo, which stands for winning others over communication, positivity, and developer. So empathy, first off, we're talking about being able to put yourself in someone else's place and understand emotion. Actually give, um, I like this language that, that's, that's in some of the text is you're able to make the visceral explicit. Mm, the visceral. Mm. The visceral explicit. You're, you might, you tell me if this is true, you might have people call you, explain what happened to them or their story, and then ask you to tell them how they're feeling because they don't yet have the language or know really what they're feeling. They know that they feel it, but they don't really know how to express it. And I think empathy both understands and picks up on that and helps people be able to um, have the, the freedom to, to share it with you. And what I heard you talking about is, hey, I see these people in the corner and I look at their body language right. and I can tell they're not feeling comfortable. And these are the things that I'm doing to bring them into the fold and to make them comfortable and to invite them in and all of those things, because right. you put yourself in their place. Right. And then you're able to use some of your other talents to invite them to the space. Right. No, that's, that's exactly right. Yes. Yeah. So with empathy, some of the roles that you might play is a feeler, a confidant, an expressor, an absorber. So that's where it could go into weakness where you can be depleted if you take on too many people's stories. Right. Right. You're, you know, that, that could be a place where it could um, cross over to the dark side of the force um, <laughs> and, and do those sort of things. But you, you can be a listener. You can be a sensor. And so it might be sensory overload or it might be you know just right and being able to, to do that. And I think that's the reason why as you started the show and you're talking about COVID, you're like, I just felt I need to do this because I heard about my friend. Like you're feeling 
Right. Because of this number one talent of empathy, you're feeling everyone who's connected to that person and yourself and for that, you know, that person and what they're feeling, what they're going through. And you're putting yourself in each of those, you know, people's place. Even you're talking about the waitress and you're like, oh, I'm going to go back and tell her because what must she be thinking? Right. You know, like you're, you're, you're (laughs) putting yourself in the place of so many people because of this talent that you're naturally, you can't help but do it. Wow. So that's why I was smiling and, and shaking my head. So what, what do you think about as I'm sharing those things? What, That's what's crazy going? what you said about the waitress that I needed, because I do, I just feel like I need to go back and let her know that, you know, I wasn't crazy. The reason why is because of this and that thank and thanking her, because she didn't have to be so nice. She didn't have right. to say, well, ma'am, I don't know what to tell you. She could have had, it could have gone a whole different way, but she no. was like, well, let me go get you another waffle. You know, let me get you another piece of chicken because I, she was trying to make sure as my server that I was going to be okay. And even though we could not come up with a solution as to why I could at that time <laughs> uh, that I could not taste the, the flavors of the waffle or the seasoning on the chicken, not knowing that I was beginning the, the, the symptoms of COVID in this, in the sense of the lost taste and smell, but she was so, she was so sweet. And she was just like, and I was like, you know what? No, thank you. She was like, I said, she's like, well, I'll just take it off. It's okay. Like, cause she could tell I could, I was getting frustrated because I just couldn't understand why you know, again, not even thinking because I wasn't thinking about COVID, I, even though I just left and took the test. So yes, you're right. <laughs> That's funny. I didn't even think about that, 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 that empathy kind of going back to the waitress. Yeah. Wow. Yes, and the value that you bring to a space with this talent is emotional intelligence. You can pick up on cues from other people's body language, tone of voice, Etc. Even what they're not saying, right? They're nonverbals. You can pick up on all of these things as though it's communication directly to you. Right. That's this talent. Interesting. Right. Woo is your second one. Winning others over. I heard that one as well. So woo is about for you taking the social initiative, finding connection points between you and another person, and it's almost. Um, you can't help yourself, but start conversations with people that others might label a stranger, but to you is just a friend you haven't met yet is what they say about woo. You're like, oh, you, you are socially outgoing typically with woo. You might be as the roles you might play socializer, charmer, conversationalist, greeter, engager, initiator, networker prospector. So some things that you were talking about that I heard coming through that reminded me of woo is you said, oh, this person, I'm going to connect you. This person's from Wisconsin. You said you're what from Wisconsin. I'm going to connect you to. Right. So now you're kind of combining, hey, I, I saw you were, you know, kind of outside of the inner circle I found out something about you and hey, it's almost like that memory game where you flip the cards over and you're like, oh, I remember this, you know, tidbit about this person. And now you're telling me this, ooh, let me get y'all together. Right. You are the, the, like, you know, that social initiator, right? That connector of people. And you might go around town and be seen as the mayor. Everyone knows you. How do, how do you know all these people? Because you just naturally feel comfortable 
um, connecting with people. But the barrier label here might be that people think that your relationships are superficial or Mm -hmm. shallow because you meet so many people that you're like, you can't possibly have this type of connection. And where might that make judgment or lens come from? From that person's talent because they don't have that talent of woo. So they can't possibly understand because it's not what gives them energy. So it's like, I, I don't understand you. So so what happens when we don't understand something, sometimes we tease it (laughs) and, um, and, and we blame it for something else. So those are the places where you might hear that. And then how you can combat that is like, no, for me, it's really about the connection and the people and those sort of things. So what do you think about that? One of my, one of my uh, (laughs) former students, he was a visiting student, but he was from Los Angeles, but he was a visiting student from his university. And so he chose USC to do his semester there or whatever. And so we have a, a, in a joke that he says, Corliss, you're the hook and the up. Like the hookup, I'm the hook and the up. And, and so when yes. you said that, I thought yes. about him saying that. That's <laughs> I remember it. saying that, you're the hook and the up. And I was like, okay, <laughs> that's different. Yes. Okay. yes, because you have these natural gifts and talents. Absolutely. And The next one that you have is communication. And I definitely think that these, especially these three, but all of your five really are working in collaboration with each other. That then leads itself to a superpower. Mm. It's not just a talent, but it's like, oh, you just took it to the next level, Corliss. So communication, this is one of the ones that I think a lot of people don't um, quite understand how it's a talent because they're like, everyone communicates, yes. Um, but communication is really about connecting with others through words. And that could be, there's different dialects to that, right? So that could be in writing, that could be verbally, that could be in storytelling. Usually, you know, communication folks, like they, they can hold an audience, they can tell a story. And it's like the same thing happened to you and me. I tell it, it's like done in two sentences or two, you know, two seconds. And you're telling it, you're describing all, and people feel like they're there and they feel like they've gone through it and those sort of things. So the people who are really able to connect on social media to help you see and visualize things, help if two people are struggling to communicate, you might jump in and give them the words that they might need or start acting it out or singing it or, you know, drawing it or whatever the communication expression might be the roles that you might play talker presenter I heard you say that he's like oh one of the things that gives me energy or do with ease talking doing presentations those are the first two things out of your mouth talking doing presentations go to a stranger and say hello including people those are I wrote down when you were talking about that that is communication and certainly communication with empathy and and with woo working together because like we talked about last episode is that your different talents are like elements and when you put them together they become something new like hydrogen oxygen boom like now we have water when we have two hydrogen and one oxygen but um but here we have empathy woo communication pulling together to mean someone who's really able to socialize understand you know and navigate emotional intelligence 
and be able to, you know, network and bring people together, right? The hook and the up. <laughs> the hook and the up. So positivity? Yes. Yeah, so positivity is, is about, let's see, it's about lifting and lightening emotional environments. And so this, again, is where I can see empathy and positivity working really closely together as well. And so positivity um, is about you can pick up on the vibe in the room and your energy can shift that vibe in a room. If you're feeling good and you're feeling happy and you have the biggest smile, like people long for that and look for that. And, and if it's not there, then they're a little bit dimmer. When you're dim, they're a little bit dim. And you can enter the room and kind of shift that, that energy. You can lighten and lift that emotional environment. Um, with this one, the, the, the shadow side or the barrier labor can be naive because people are like, oh, you're not really re- realistic. You're seeing the silver lining to everything. You're seeing the positive in everything. And so you must be naive when that's a misunderstanding, right? It's not that you don't know or think about <laughs> what those, you know, things that are happening. Mm-hmm. You're not, you're acknowledging those but it's more about the glass half full, not half empty, right? It's about your choice to see um, and have that contagious energy and enthusiasm for, I'm going to bring hope. I'm going to be fun loving. I'm going to be optimistic. Some of the roles that you might play are encourager, energizer, optimist, influencer, comedian, performer yeah quite easily drama performer celebrator recognizer and these promoter you know those are some of the the words that would describe positivity right interesting and you even said I have a lot of enthusiasm that's one of the things that you said I was like oh there it is positivity right there wow Now, this is the one I really meant to see how you're going to put this, how you're going to spin this with developer. <laughs> all right. If so I get all the first four, but I was like, developer? Okay, let's see. Like, okay, okay. Well, developer is about you're getting satisfaction from the growth of others. Okay. So this one, you need someone to invest in. And you're able to see their milestones along the way. And you help them celebrate those, recognize those, and recognize how those are necessary to get them to where they want to be or where they're going. Because they might be getting discouraged along the way. They're like, man, I'm still not there yet. And you're like, hold up, hold up, hold up. You're not there yet. But look how far you've come. come on, right. And yeah. then they're like, oh, I didn't even like think about, think about it like that. Right, but you do because you pick up on that and then you can help them. You have the patience. I like this this term within the document. You have patience with the inexperienced and the unseasoned. Like you're drawn to those people who need you to take things step by step by step. And it doesn't drain you to continue to be the person that orients someone to an experience, which I think is like the gateway to the profession, like knowledge community within our professional association of student personnel administrators, which you did that for, you know, so, so many years being able to take a new professional or graduate student 
or someone who was, you know, um, new to the, to the conference and be able to say, I got you, I got you under my wing. Here it is. I mean, that's how, that's how it worked for me. Right. Um, and then you're able to be a coach. These are some of the roles that you play a mentor, a teacher, an encourager, a stretcher, like, Hey, I see the potential, the potential in you and I'm going to help you, you know, develop that potential because you're the developer. Mm. So you are, what could be um, a negative for this one is if other people don't want to work on the potential that you see and you see it as a waste of their potential, but if they're not willing to work on it, that's going to hurt you, Right. but it's not going to change the situation. And so recognizing that can help you not get down as much as it could, you know, hurt you. If you, you just keep reaching out to that person, like, Hey, did you do this yet? Did you do that? And they're like, man, and you're just like, man, <laughs> but it's, but you're motivated by the human potential and the progress. So how do I see those interacting and, 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 and engaging with the other ones? Well, all five of your talents are within two domains. And we talked about domains, I think in the, in the second week. And so there's strategic thinking, there's influencing, there's relationship building, and there's executing. And your two or your, you know, five talents are within two domains. It's in influencing and relationship building. So empathy, positivity, and developer are relationship building talents. You're able to bring people in understand where they need to be in, in, the, in a network, in a team, in a space, um, and help them work to the best of their ability, right? So you can empathize and bring them in. You can, um, you know, choose to, ha- to reveal to them the enthusiasm and the hope that's in what they're doing, or you can help them develop and grow. The other two, woo and communication, are influencing. So it's like the megaphone of like, hey, this is how we connect, or this is how you connect to someone else. This is how we're going to use words to help you get where you're wanting to get. So those all together, powerhouse, coreless. Interesting. And, and that's, I mean, and I took this test, this, this, the, the strengths quest in, um, um, July of 2016. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we were talking about it. I said, well, let me pull up my, my um, five or whatever, or, or, you know, my results. And I mean, it's amazing. I mean, it's like, it's spot on. I, I, I mean, it's very interesting. And then, so then so I know we have about, Ooh, like 11 minutes left. So for me, then how do I turn that around to be that supervisor? Mm-hmm work in that role. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the ways that you develop, there's three ways we've talked about is you want to name it, you want to claim it, and then you want to aim it. You said aim? Aim. So name, claim, aim. So name it, the tools helping you do that, it's giving you some language, but I would even, you know, uh, say for some people, especially if the the name that Gallup has given for this talent doesn't resonate with you, rename it, give it, give it your own 
way that you phrase it. It's kind of like how Beyonce has her Sasha Fierce. By naming it, then we can talk about it, we can unpack it, then we can, you know, really begin to work with it. So naming, you know, what the what the talent is. Claim it is what we were starting to do today, beginning to come up with um, recognized stories of how it is you, not how it is, you know, this outside entity that, you know, is um, Gallup, but how is it living and working within you. And one way to do that is to share your results with people who know you well and have them tell you stories of how they've seen you do it. Because one of the um, the things about this type of work is that we don't see it. It comes so naturally sometimes that we don't even know to name it as something that's a talent. We're like, isn't that just something everyone does? Um, and so a lot, a lot for a lot of people, they'll, they'll get the results and they're like, well, I know I did that, but I didn't realize that it was something worthy of noting. Hmm. And so being able to not only name it, but then be able to claim it in terms of giving examples and your own experience. And once you begin to recognize when, what are the settings, when are the times that I naturally tend to do this thing, then you can notice it, recognize it when it's happening. Once you've, you know, come up with scenarios and you're like, oh, it's, it's my includer that's making me do this. It's my achiever that's influencing how I look at things, how I think, feel, and act about that particular thing. Then you get to aim it and you can say, okay, I have a goal or I have a task that my supervisor is giving me. How do I go about doing this thing based on what my talents are, not based on what other people have done or how other people have done it, um, but how do I do it based on what I'm naturally good at? Hmm. Because the output might look the same from two separate coworkers, but how they get there and which talents they're using to get them there might be very, very different. So as a supervisor, beginning to have your have your staff, have your team tell you about them like you did today when we talked about the five E's. You're like, oh, this is the thing that brings me energy. Oh, we, you, these are this is the way I connect with people, you know? And then once you have some language around it to name it, you can keep like bringing up a prompt at the beginning of a meeting. What are the tasks or chores that you enjoy? You know, there's different prompts that you can hmm. bring up. What what, you know, this past weekend, what's something that, you know, came naturally to you or whatever the case may be. And you slowly begin to learn about them and understand them and, and ask them about themselves. And then when there's a task to be done or a team to work on, now you both can start to map out how might we use those things to help you get where you're going. I like what you said about you know, having that question at the beginning, I, I found that the better supervisors that I've had have been the ones that invest time into us. So they will start off a meeting with a question like, you know, so what do you enjoy or whatever, you know? And so, you know, as people share, you know, maybe the first 10 minutes of the meeting, it breaks down that whole, oh, we're in a meeting with the boss feeling. Mm-hmm. It makes you feel comfortable because now you're talking, you know, you're, you have an opportunity, someone's asking you a question about yourself, and then you're able to share about yourself, 
you know, and, um, and then lastly, the, it seems that the boss actually cares about what you are saying. And so I found that my favorite bosses, for lack of better words, supervisors, bosses, supervisors, were the ones who did things like that, that kind of brought us all together at the beginning of the meeting so that we kind of had this um, shared, I don't know, just this shared experience of listening to one another or learning about the other or realizing, oh, she's, she's closer to me than I thought, you know. And, and then, then you start to get that piece where opposites attract. Like my best friend is like the total opposite of me. And so when they see us together, they go, now, how did y'all meet? You know, and it's because we, we, we feed off of each other. And so therefore, you know, it's just, it's just, it just happens. And we are, when you hear that all the time, opposites attract, opposites attract. And so. Um, and why does that happen? Because where one person finishes, the other person picks up. Correct. And where one person might not be as strong, the other person is. And so then you're helping each other out. It's a give and a take. It's an ebb and a flow. And why I like doing that in a meeting is because it allows not only for me to learn about the other team members, but for the team to learn about one another. And then the people who may be frustrating you, you have something in common with oh, let's talk about that. And from that place of common ground, we can grow understanding, we can grow empathy, we can grow, you know, uh, patience for what that person might be going through. And it's not just about the work, but it's about the development of the person. That's why it's so important to take the time to find out what your strengths are so that you can think about these things on a positive Back to the whole theme of this year, you know, thinking positive thoughts about yourself other than saying, oh, I lost, I need to lose weight. Oh, this, my nose, this, my hair, this, my chin, this, and everything is, everything is like this, 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 and this. Okay. Can we talk about the positive things? And that's what I, that's what I appreciate about um, just, you know, us taking the time to, you know, like you said, use me as a guinea pig and my five strengths next week. Um, one of my listeners, um, um, who's also a USC alum, <laughs> go figure, right? Fight on. Um, um, I've shared with you her five and she's going to come on the show next week so that you can kind of help to evaluate, you know, some of the things like you did for me today. And I think what's important people is that again, looking at our strengths, not our weaknesses, as we go into 2022, it is so much happening daily with this virus and just in general you know just general life and then you add the virus on top of it we have really been going through some stuff in these last two years like almost this three is, almost three years almost yeah whatever three you know two three years because for me I look at it as March 2020 so when I you know and this is 22 so that's why I say two years but it's just it's it's really <laughs> If, if, if it has not opened up your mind to you thinking about yourself because you have to spend more time with yourself because you're at home, thinking about who you're spending your time with, your family, your, your colleagues, your workers, your boss, your supervisors, whatever that looks like, it's like it's a totally different, it's a totally different atmosphere now. The workplace is totally different because now we have to be in these green boxes, Right. <laughs> you know, the Zoom boxes, right? It's like, oh my God, I haven't seen anybody outside the green box, you know, and, and then everybody totally knows what that means. Um, 
but the the key the key is we need to first focus on ourselves focus on the good things focus on the things that makes us happy focus on the our strength do it more, right? Not, not only focus and notice it, but figure out ways to do it even more. And you will find that therein lies your growth. And a new, maybe uh, positive way of perceiving the gifts that you have rather than being down on yourself and thinking about all the ways that you need to improve and where your weaknesses are. You begin to think about um, what you bring to the table right. and what you want to celebrate and what you want to share with others about you. And you begin to learn what you need. Right. What do I need from a workplace environment? What do I need from coworkers and supervisors? How do you get the best of me? Well, let's start with And remember, we live in a society that wants us to look at the negative. Right. We have they been socialized. We yeah, we're so socialized tired. to look that's at negative wrong. first. We're not socialized. That's why, yes, absolutely. And that's why first. this perspective is a renewal and a shift, and it takes thought and intention. Absolutely. 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 Well, there yes. it is, y'all. That ends today's show right there. It's intentional. We've got we've got to be. <laughs> oh, this is this is yeah, yeah. Well, next week, um, wow, and I can't believe this month is. <laughs> over right so we t- so we were lucky to have five mondays this this month so next week one of our listeners um carol will join us on the show and she has taken the strengths quest and she has um sent in her five and uh, dr sobers has uh, gone through like she just did with me to pull the different elements out so that we can uh, work talk to talk through with her and so this is something um and the reason why i'm doing this because i'm one i'm trying to show how you, the audience, can start thinking and shifting from that negative thought process to that positive thought process of you. So until next Monday, this is Dr. Corliss P. Bennett for Mindful Mondays. Um, Don't forget, um, if you want to have more information about the strengths, email strengths at Shauna T. Sobers. And Shauna is spelled, put that back up. Wait, let me put it back up so I can see it. Shauna is spelled S-H-A-U-N-A. T. Sobers. S-O. B as in boy. E-R-S. So Shauna is spelled S-H-A-U-N-A. Something goes with the W. So I wanted to make sure so that so that if you wanted to email her, and 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 have a conversation or whatever with her about these strengths and she can guide you through and and and, and all of that please do so at strengths at shauna t sobers.com um and again you know i'm just we're just trying to bring positivity to your life and bring out those positive elements so until next week peace